I was always looking for ways to, you know, get music onto the farm and combine it with with the wine. Um, and eventually, we organized a with the the Drakenstein Musicality. We organized a, a concert. And, and and I don't know if you're familiar with Seidelberg. It's the um, it's the current spice route, and it's got oh, these yeah. lovely okay. lawns. Mm. It's right next to Fairview, and it's got these lovely lawns with a spectacular view of Table uh, Table Mountain. In this episode, I'm talking to Serena Fanikak, who is winemaker of her own label, Cecilia Wines. Hi, Serena. It's so lovely to meet you here on Zoom. Yeah, same here. I'm very excited to uh, yeah to have a have a chat with you. Um, you are uh, the winemaker of Cecilia Wines. Yeah, and uh, tell me the story behind your label and, and how did you start making wine? I, uh, I, I had music as a subject in school and I, and I, I mean, I loved it. And uh, it was one of the, or studying music was a, was a very strong uh, um, option after school. Yeah. But I had this wild uh, desire of being involved with farming. So, uh, so that uh, and that kept bugging me. Um, I grew up in Paul, so it was in the winelands, um, and that got me thinking that maybe wine is a way of being involved with farming. But because it's a, you know it's something that I can go and study, uh, it could make up for the fact that I didn't grow up on a farm. And and I also thought that um, I mean I didn't know much about wine at that stage, but I I mean there, there is an, an an artistic element to wine a lot of people say you know wine is art so I thought that it it can be plausible and and as I so I went to um, Elsenburg Agricultural College uh, just outside Stellenbosch and as I learned about wine I was just fascinated by the world of wine I mean, it, it is um, so interesting and uh, you know you you can go to so many different places and um, meet so many interesting and um, yeah, interesting people and uh, taste lovely wines and so on. So I, I loved it. Um, but then as I was doing the wine, I kept missing the music. Um, so so the idea was to, to, to keep um, studying and maybe do some um, extracurricular courses um, with music. Um, but there wasn't much time. You're either in the one or in the other. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so for the first few years, I, I focused on wine, traveled around the world, did vintages in different countries. And um, then when I got back um, and started working uh, full-time as a winemaker in South Africa, um, there was a little bit more time. So I continued with lessons. And, uh, and then I got involved with a, a street children project in Paul. And um, I, I thought I would help them just do a bit of music. So they, um, I tried to teach them to sing and so on. And while there, um, I realized, or I saw firsthand the talent that, that these youngsters had. Um, but I also saw that, um, um, or it, I mean, it's not the case everywhere, but you have people who've, who's got the heart for the project, um, but if there's not enough resources, they get stuck um, either uh, spending a lot of time trying to organize funds in order to run the project. Yeah. And then the, you know, the actual work um, gets left behind or they focus on the work and there's not enough um focus on the, the funds and, you know, taking care of all those uh, relationships and, and administration. And because I was in the wine business and the story is such an important part of wine, I started thinking that maybe that could be a way of me combining these two passions. Yeah. Um, and then as we, I mean, so that idea started to, you know, it, it brew a bit. And um, and then 2006, uh, I was winemaker at Seidelberg in Paul at that stage, and we had a few vineyards coming on stream where uh, they didn't have a, they weren't um, allocated for a wine at that stage. So I spoke to the owner. He was a, a German and um, very open for new ideas and um, 
yeah, it, it was nice to, to pitch something to him. He was always excited about new things. So the, the long story is he was very happy to, um, you know, to, to do something. And then we joined forces with Street Smart South Africa. Um, they uh, operate out of Cape Town. And um, a friend of my boss at that stage was one of the board members there. So, so that's so that's yeah. So that's um, that's where we started off at the beginning. And then, so so it was a new wine that we're gonna that we were going to um, put out there, and it had to have a name. And I can't remember when I learned it, but at some stage I realized, or I. I don't know whether I, whether I knew it at that stage. But anyway, long story short, Cecilia is my, um, it's my middle name. So my grandmother was Andrina Cecilia, and that's me as well. Um, and since Cecilia, or Santa Cecilia, as the, as the Italians talk about, yeah. um, uh, she was the patron saint of musicians. So it, it worked very well to name the wine yeah. Cecilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, so... I but but so that's on the one side for the name, um, but for for the whole period that I was that I was there at Seidelberg at that stage, and that was now in the that was now the middle two thousands. I was always looking for ways to you know get music onto the farm and combine it with with the wine, um, and eventually we organised a with the the Drakenstein Municipality we organised a, a concert. And, and, and I don't know if you're familiar with Seidelberg. It's the um, it's the current spice route. And it's got oh, these yeah. lovely okay. lawns. Mm. It's right next to Fairview. And it's got these lovely lawns with a spectacular view of Table, uh, table Mountain. Um, so it's really, it's, it's an exquisite spot. And the sunsets there are it's to die for. So we had an open air concert in 2006 where um, the brass band of the University of Stellenbosch joined forces with a music school in Pal, and they had this concert on our lawns. And I remember the evening when they, you know, when they, when this, or the, the afternoon when the students brought their instruments, it was so exciting to see them open up, you know, put all their, you know, the, the black cages with the instruments in the winery and it was one of those moments where you know a little bit of, of a dream comes together here were yeah. all these instruments in the winery being um, packed out and so on so that was great um so at that stage so we had that concert and um and the university were they were really nice there's a farm school uh, on the between the two farms and the afternoon, they got all the children from the school and they, they demonstrated their instruments to them. So the children could see what a trumpet looks like and how it works and amazing. so on. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So, I, uh, so uh, that was the first concert. And then, um, so the wine was coming along at that stage. It was, you know, we were blending and trying to get everything uh, in order. So I phoned um, the, um, uh, the conductor of the brass band and at that stage I'd been um, continuing with private piano lessons I had lessons with Sarada Deming uh, she's one of she's a very well-known organist in South Africa um, um, but she's a brilliant pianist as well and I was very fortunate to to be able to have uh, lessons with her and it was it opened up a world of sound to me that was just it's just amazing to hear you know such a talented pianist play so it's yeah, and um, so I I was practicing um, a Mozart piano concerto for ten years at that stage. That's how long yeah. it takes if you if you have a little bit of time everywhere to, you know here and there to practice and so on. Um, so I found the conductor of the of the brass band and I asked her whether she you know whether she's got a connection for me that I could speak about launching this wine with this piano concerto, and she put me in contact with. Uh, Colvin Matei, who was at that stage, he was conducting the, the Stellenbosch University Philharmonic, but he was also the conductor of um, Cape Town Chamber Orchestra. And that was that was the you know the, the perfect orchestra to uh, it's it's a uh, it's a, a little bit bigger than an ensemble. I think there were about 20, yeah, 20 instruments at that stage. And he was quite keen to do it as well. I was very surprised yeah. because I mean I had no, I had you know I had I had no experience playing an orchestra, uh, you know, or, or you know playing a concerto. Um, so I think he was very brave. But um, 
yeah um so we eventually we did it and uh, so in october 2007 we uh you know we, we had another open air concert but this time i was the pianist and um it was wonderful it was really it is one of those moments that will stay with me forever i hope I you know imagine. one day we can do it again but it was yeah. it was magical it was magical i'm, I'm sure there were there, there has been much better performances of Mozart's <laughs> uh, in in yeah, F, but, but it was still it's um and what was what was what was also very very special afterwards um one of the it was a uh, uh, someone that accompanied a friend of mine and and she said to me it was she had a goosebump moment when I started playing because she realized this is now a dream for me that's that's coming true and um, okay. so yeah it was very yeah. exciting and so yeah that was the that was the the launch of um, Cecilia and then um but at that stage I had just yeah I, I'd met my now husband and he um, he was off to the he moved to another um, uh, wine region, the Willefonds River on the west coast, in two thousand and nine. Uh, and yeah, it's it's not yeah it's not always the the first place that people think of in in terms of um, uh, South African wine. Um, but at that stage, I I. I, it was an important relationship, so I, mm. I looked for options close by, and a few weeks after he started, I, um, I got a position at a winery in the area as well. So it, by the end of 2009, we were both um, in the Willefonts River. And at that stage, so I was making wine at a, at a large cooperative, so it was very different to what I was used to. Okay, I what about your wine then, that you, the, the Cecilia yes. wine? Yes, yes. Now, getting to that, when I when oh, I was okay. in the interview, I I I I told the or I and I I I said to the the board of directors, look, I've got this wine baby. I would like to bring it. it it's you know, it's my it is my wine baby. Um, the proceeds um, is not for my from for personal gain. Um, so you know, can I bring it? And they were quite accommodating. Um, and the only the only requirement they had was that the that the funds be spent in the area, which I was um, very happy to do. I mean, to me, it doesn't matter who you help as long as someone has helped. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah, but it took very long. Um, so that was 2009. Uh, at the beginning of the first two, I think two or three years, I trucked grapes from the um from the Boerland so I had a Land Rover and on a Friday night I would drive down with the Land Rover and the trailer pick up the grapes on the Saturday morning and then harvest them over the weekend and then on Monday morning long, we, uh, yeah how long is that trip oh uh, well with the Land Rover it's a bit longer than what it can be but uh, no it's it's uh it depends on where the grapes are but anything yeah. between two and four or three uh, four or five uh, I think maximum no, it could be five hours, some of those trips. But wow. my parents are still in Paul. So it, it was, yeah. so I would stop over there, sleep, and then drive, and then get back, and so on. Amazing. But then um, towards, I think it was towards, yeah, it was towards 2011, we started working two shifts. And um, I was I was the only winemaker at the winery. Um, so it was, it, it became, um, yeah, it, 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 it became very difficult to, to do that anymore. Um, so I phoned Rosa Krier one year and I and I asked her whether she knew of vineyards around me or, or closer to me, which I could which I could use for um, Cecilia. And she put me in connection with uh, Hink Lang. And it was it was yeah, it was one of those, I think it was one of those pivotal moments where, um, you have the feeling that you know something has been prepared uh, uh, long oh, yeah. before you you know started needing it because he was um, um, his farm was uh, it was about I mean on the tar road it was on the N7 it was about half an hour from the winery that I was working at um, and he had this lovely old bushvine pinot vineyard that was. Um, 
on 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 record it was planted in 1981 but um yeah. uh, according you know he, according to him it was there you know since he was a little boy it was just not you know in those early days the paperwork were not as up to scratch as what it is now so it's a lot older than what it is on paper but um yeah so i started making the, the pinotage um which for then for several years was the only wine in the in the portfolio so it took um no so i think it was about yeah it's about 2014 so the first vintage was 2012 but that was only a few bottles um so not really something that that i that i sold commercially and then from 2013 so it was about 2015 i had wine to sell again after the whole change and the vineyard change and all of that and and also <laughs> and I, I was working at a cooperative at that stage so the first, the first year or so, I I I put the grapes through the co-ops, you know, the co-ops equipment, but it, it's very big, so it it didn't. I wasn't happy with the with the results, so I had to invest in in in, in small batch equipment, which you know, and and at that stage, I was also busy with a master of wine, so it, one year I would spend every cent I had on traveling overseas and tasting one. And then the next year I take a break from the studying and then I, and I invest in, in equipment. And eventually by 2015, there was wine again that, that could be sold. So I hooked up with a music teacher in Paul, uh, sorry, in Fredendal. And she, um, and, and I sponsored from the sales of the wine. I sponsored her to, um, to give music appreciation uh, lessons to a, uh, one of the farm schools that delivered grapes to, to the wine I was working at. Yeah. And it was lovely to see how the children enjoyed um, the music and so on. So that, um, yeah, so that I did for it for a few years. And then um, at the end of 2017, my, well, so yeah, so I got married in 2010. So that worked out well. Yeah. But, um, and then in 2017, my husband was, um, he was invited um, by um, a winery here in Citrusdal to um, become a cellar master. And I had to move with him, obviously. So again, I had to come and say, look, I've got this wine. Yeah. Can I bring it along? Because I, now I need a winery. I've got all these bits of equipment that's too big yeah. for the garage. So I need a winery that I could work in. And um yeah, so it, it um, so the the owners of Pekinista Wine Company was very accommodating, and um, they also have uh, fair trade, um, uh, yeah, fair trade wine. So uh, giving back to the community and and that philosophy is 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 very much part of how they are um, put together. So that was a it was a good fit. So I finished, yeah, and and then. Um, also, um, uh, at that stage, I was pregnant with our firstborn. So I finished vintage 2018, well, half of it in, uh, yeah, trust two winemakers to have the baby in vintage, during vintage. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so 2018 was a bit in between, half, half um, still in the Willifon server and then um, uh, in the hospital. Um, and then as, as the time passed here, um, a, a couple of other things, um, a couple of other opportunities arose. Um, one of them being um, uh, importer uh, in the in the UK Naked Wines coming on board with. Um, it was in the first year of COVID. They um, they uh, established a COVID fund for South African winemakers, and I applied at that. I mean, at that stage, I was I, I knew. That I had to expand, I, you know. Either, you know, I won't say go, go big, but you had to, you know, you, it, it's difficult to have a portfolio of only one wine. But it was, it was all I had capacity for where I was. But now, with all the changes that had happened since, um, there was room for adding to the range. Um, and so, yeah. So I applied for their COVID fund, and and they selected uh, two, two wines. Uh, so it was a, a, a Syrah in the Cecilia range, and then um, uh, a, a more affordable rosé, which I uh, had to then call something. And um, 
and then thinking yeah so thinking about a name for the for the second uh, range or sister range I like to call it uh, I decided on windband and what I put on the back label was um, wind instruments you can use in all sorts of genres I mean they you've got phones in, in, in rock bands and you can have, I mean, you can have a very classical um, uh, wind ensemble you can have a brass band all sorts of um, you know all sorts of uh, what were different kinds of music uh, is made with wind bands so the idea was to have a, a, a sister wine for Cecilia um, that is aimed at a wider public it's very accessible wine so there's a, a red a white a white and a rosé um, and meant to be enjoyed uh, every day of, you know, so there was a fairly big expansion for me. It was, uh, it was quite yeah. a lot of changes, but that gave us the momentum um, for something that I had been thinking of already in the Willy von Strother. Um, when I was there already, I drafted uh, the constitution for a NPO. Mm -hmm. and, and then when, um, when the Naked Wines deal came, through um it, it, we were not quite there yet but it it um it was at a point yeah it, it I, I could think maybe you know maybe this can be bigger and maybe we could do something substantial what i had done at that stage when i arrived here was i went to um the it's a, a school in the in the formal uh, settlement informal settlement it's about a thousand learners and there's no music teaching, nothing. Um, so I started a choir there, but now I, I was, you know, I was doing a choir once a week, uh, but it's, it's not my training. I mean, I, I've been singing in choirs for many years, but I, you know, you, you have to do something often and, and yeah, if, if you want to really be good at teaching it, I think it's one thing doing it that you can win, yeah. but to teach something is it, that takes skill, which I don't think I, I have. Um, um, so, so, so I was frustrated with um, you know doing little bits and not not being able to do something substantial until the, the these other developments came about. So the the constitution was um, yeah, had a, needed a few adjustments to um, to fit the you know the the scenario I had a, a friend that came through and said he would you know he would help me um set up the company and it was yeah so it was very quick and that was there and then we advertised for a um sorry before that as I um so yeah so my idea was to employ someone full-time who can focus on the music and the, me with the wine and the other things and the organizing takes care of the um the administration and the organization yeah. Yeah. of it so the person doing the music doesn't have to worry about that part going back to you know what i what i realized way back when um and then as i was talking with um, people in the community and you know trying to figure out whether there's a need for for this i, I was sure there was a need i, I sorry i, yeah, I, I yeah. knew that there's a need and even even if people don't realize it if they get involved with it they 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 can there's you you can't fight the benefits of music it, it just Definitely. you can't Definitely. um so so um someone heard about what we were doing and um then pebbles uh, through them pebbles project uh contacted us so so we joined forces with them they were they they are you familiar with um pebbles project no no not at all what are they it's a it's it's also an npo they originated from stellenbosch and they started uh taking or, or, or um uh, providing a service for children on on farms uh, in uh, in terms of daycare uh, aftercare yeah so oh, after okay. school yeah, yeah yeah so they would and 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 they've evolved to a point where they've they've branched out to citrus doll um, they so they here but here they now focus on the citrus farms um, and to our manas and so on and they've got a you know, mobile librarian but early child early child education was what they started with and um they also focused on nutrition for children and so on 
Um, but now they they do all sorts of services and they are developing towards the you know towards helping these youngsters uh, that 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 uh, you know that's that's ready to leave school to, to oh, try yeah. and help them uh, find uh, decent jobs and 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 so on. So they were looking for they wanted to expand they wanted to introduce music on some of their farms. So they ended up subcontracting our teacher on on a few of their farms for a music program. So that was and that so that was very nice to you know from the start to be involved with with them as yeah. well. Um, and then there were there were a few other um, places that also. Um, yeah, another school that asked us to uh, so that the teacher has got a very tall order she's um she visits one you know a different entity um every every day of the week of course with covid it was difficult yeah um but this year we um this year we and and, and the other thing was it was new and i mean mm. we had ideas but no one knew how it was gonna you know how it was gonna evolve um, so this year um, is nice in a sense that COVID is a bit settled in terms of, I mean, the schools seem to be managing all right. I, I, I don't foresee that we'll have the closures that we had last year. And, and now we have a better idea also of what is need, what are the challenges of the different places that she, that she works um, at and so on. So we... Um, yeah, so we took on two more farm schools that also has they have no um, music training, but we, we focus on the on the um, ground phase, the the grade one, two, and three, because they're a bit easier okay. to mm. you know to just uh, fit something into their schedule. It's a bit diffi more difficult yeah. um, in the in the higher grades uh, because they've got tight schedules, and it's yeah, that's a bit it's a bit difficult. I'm sure eventually we'll get there, but um, for now it's we focus on the on the on the ground phase or those those classes, and um, and then at and then what came out in one of the conversations as we were putting things together at the end of 2019 was um, the because one of the things one of my dreams is um, to eventually have an orchestra that could play with me again or with someone else yeah. and then launch a new a new uh, you know a new set of Sicilian wind band wines and another concert that was the idea for each vintage but that's been oh, too okay. difficult yeah. to pull off. Yeah. um so 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 um um the, the focus with the music project is to prov or to expose as many children for now we've yeah. been focusing on the children but to expose as many children as possible to as many of the possible of the of the positive um wow. attributes of music um but uh, and to be um to be able to uh, uh nurture if we see someone that's got that's got talent to nurture them and to try and help them you know develop that talent yeah so in order to do that, we've got uh, recorder groups at all of the, so we've got about seven now this year, uh, seven groups of about 10 re recorders. And, and, and that's an easy way of, um, you know, uh, teaching them basic music literacy, oh, yeah. literacy and then also, mm -hmm. you know, filtering and seeing who's got talent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's, and then, yeah, so, um, so, it, it's 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 going to take a long time, but at the end of last year, um, we were approached by a marching band from the um, the Fiechekar Church here in uh, uh, in town, yeah. and um, they asked us to teach them music. Uh, yeah, the notes, but yeah. we got there, we learned instruments. So now we are now we are oh, looking for instruments, and I'm very excited to be able to say that uh, on Tuesday I I collected our first two trombones that was, uh, wow. was donated by um yeah the university of Stellenbosch yeah. so that's very exciting I don't know who's going to teach it um, but uh, we, we've got the instruments so I'm sure the teacher will come and the, the other great thing about I mean I I say it with not with disrespect to all the the terrible things that happened because of COVID but the one positive for us because of COVID was how everything went online so oh, yeah. um 
Yeah, because that allows us. Yeah, so I, um, one of my teachers from school um, and after school, um, her son became a cellist. And so he's in his 20s now. And, you know, they're very well, well versed with technology and so on. Yeah. So at the beginning of last year, I, I spoke to her and I, or to him or via her, and trialed cello lessons online. And it, it works. Yeah. So the model I'm hoping that we can develop is to, you know, have people anywhere to teach these um, uh, instruments. And yeah. then our teacher or uh, teachers uh, eventually facilitates the lesson so they can, you know, they guide the child to, to you know, to do what the, the trainer or the, the musician on the other side says. And yeah. then every month or uh, quarter or however, we either take the children to the, to the for a physical lesson just yeah. to make sure that the technique is, is on the right track. Which but I think is really amazing. Yeah. yeah and, and there are many people doing it. So it's definitely yeah. not new. It's going to take time, but uh, it's possible. Have, I'm, I'm, I'm used to things taking, uh, taking long. So I'm, I'm, okay. <laughs> when I listen to your story, you are yeah. very patient. <laughs> but I, yeah. want, I want to ask now, um, so all the proceeds that uh, comes from Cecilia Wine, uh, that goes to this um, music education. No, no, not okay. anymore. It um, well, I mean, you you need you need money to get the um, you know to 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 do the wine business. Yeah. So um, what? So I made a few calculations, and based on that, ten percent of the price of the of the income of a the sales price of a bottle of Cecilia, and five percent. Of uh, the sales price of a bottle of wind band goes oh, to the okay. foundation. But that so is I, wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, I felt it. I felt it's important to put a figure yeah. to it because mm. I think the more you know, the more clarity there is about these things, the more yeah. at ease people are. Yeah. And I mean, the, the wine is not the only. I mean, as I explained, uh, now the wine is not. There isn't enough income from the wine yet. To, to carry the whole, um, to carry what we are doing. Yeah. Um, I, I do hope that eventually um, it, 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 you know, it, I, it, I, I, yeah, I, I believe it will. It's going to yeah. take time. Uh, well, you've done so much already. I just, I can just imagine it will. <laughs> but, but we're at the beginning of a very, very, very exciting chapter. And, um, and that is that we are appointing, we're branching out into music therapy. So from the 1st wow. of April, we've got a full-time music therapist um, working for the foundation. And that came about with, it was on the Master of Wine program. I met a, I met a guy who was, he was from Sweden. Uh, after, I mean, at that stage, I, I didn't remember what he was doing, but he was from Sweden. And then yeah. in 2018, just as I'd started, um, or, you know, just after the move here, uh, we had Cape wine and um, we were presenting, I was helping my husband uh, presenting some wines and in walks this guy who I was on the course with. Yeah. And um, and since then, um, I worked with him on the wines of Pichinistov at that stage and um, we won some tenders in Sweden. But he knew, I mean, he knew about my wine project and his company is part of a group, Van Gruppen, um, in, in Sweden. And at the end of last year, or it was about, I think it was about end of October or beginning November or so, they uh, launched a sustainability fund. And he mentioned it to me and asked me whether I would like to present a proposal for it. And, you know, as, as many of the other ideas yeah. you know took time and 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 were um, brewing the the thing that was brewing for the last two years was that we need we need um exposing children to music is, is one thing but what i um what i really wanted to what i want to try and see is if music therapy or the the benefits of music 
can somehow alleviate some of the issues or I know we can't fix um, yeah. things like fetal alcohol syndrome, but I'm convinced that um, uh, one can use music very constructively uh, in, in addressing some of the issues that people on the alcohol spectrum has or have. So, um, so that desire has been brewing for a while. And then when he asked me whether I want to present something, I was ready. So I pitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. just before Christmas, he phoned me and he said, um, they've decided to, to, to grant us the funds for, um, for that project. Um, so we've just completed, um, uh, well, no, but towards the end of February, we, we, we um, uh, did some interviews and um, we've appointed a, a music therapist that's coming to join us for um, a, 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 a fixed period of time. And during which I hope the wine and all sorts of other yeah. you know, means funds will come aboard so that, so that we can continue the position that it, you know, that it wouldn't, that it doesn't stop when our, you know, our current um, funding ends. And I, I'm convinced that it will. Um, but yeah, so, so the, so she is, she, and I mean, the, the things that, um, that they do with music is, I, I mean, I, I love to hear, you know, how she explains, you know, what, what happens and, 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 and her um, starting point is going to be problem children. Okay. So we will be identifying children that's, so through the, the current music program, yeah. well, because our, our music teacher knows the children, she knows which ones are maybe a bit difficult or has got problems with um, attention span and so on. And we will try and, and, and get them together and then, um, have music therapy sessions with them on the one hand and then on the other hand we're going to have focused groups and we're we're um uh working with uh, the university of Stellenbosch uh oh, sorry the university of Pretoria uh, that's yeah. the only and that's the um the postgraduate course where the music therapists are trained and um, we've had several discussions with the head of the faculty there so we're going to collaborate with them and then also with uh, the Foundation of Alcohol-Related Research in South Africa, FAR SA. Their, um, their CEO is, I, I've had several discussions with her over the years about music and alcohol, and she's brilliant um, really? you know, in, in terms of yeah. her knowledge of you know, people on the alcohol spectrum. So yeah. between the, the, those three entities, I'm really hoping that we're going to be able to produce something that could benefit um yeah that could benefit people Side, that has yeah. been adversely affected by alcohol yeah but you know it's so it's great that you actually use wine in this way because i think it's also then raising the awareness because you're using the story to for people to um yes. understand to understand what it is that you're doing. And I think this is so important that, uh, and also this connection. I mean, it. I, I really think, I mean, I've spoken to a few winemakers and they they all say the same thing, you know, this wine doesn't have, it's not a fixed recipe and you cannot predict. There's so many variables. And, um, and it's the same really as, um, you know, what with, with music and it's the same with art, you cannot, it's different people and now you are going in the community and you are really looking for these children who have all have this ability they have abilities and they yeah you know yeah. they they get the opportunity and i i love this i love the links that that's uh, you know being put together through this uh, this whole project you are doing congratulations yeah. i think it's wonderful really no, it's, I mean, it's, it's, um, I, I didn't, I mean, where we are now, I never would have fathomed uh, five years ago. It's, you know, it's one yeah. day at a time and it's, you know, here you see an opportunity and you try and, um, you know, make the most of it. Some work out, some don't. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, I, yeah, I, I really hope that, I mean, and, and, and also the, the, the way, and it, 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 it depends, the, the feedback I get depends very much uh, on the perspective of the, you know, the person you're talking to. There are some yeah. people um, that are very interested in it. 
Um, if you talk to connoisseurs, they're sometimes afraid that um, because there's a, a, a charity involved that the wine is is not, you know, oh, yeah. is not, yeah. So, so that, that's quite interesting. Um, um, but, yeah, so it depends very much. Some people, they hear about it via the wine, but they're not really wine drinkers. And I've had people like that. They say to me, look, I want to join the newsletter. I don't want to buy wine, but I just don't oh, want to okay. know what's going to the music. Um, but also, even the way the way it's set up, I, I'm not very good at asking. Um, so the way it's set up is um, because when you buy the bottle, whether you're worried or interested in the chair or not, the the funds are there anyway so the, yeah. the funds are anyway being channeled um to mm. the charity so it, so so as long as as long as there's movement in the wine yeah. um there is a, a a stream of of revenue and there now, are um, can people yeah, now, can people um just um uh, uh just uh enroll in or or you know just uh, write in to get this newsletter or apply for this newsletter? Yes, How does yes, it work? Yes, is it on um, the website? Yeah, the, it's it's on the website. Well, yeah, the, the website is, uh, it, it needs a bit of, I mean, the basics are there. It's not, yeah. uh, um, I'm, I'm a bit behind with newsletters, but there's been so much happening that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I haven't, haven't, and it's, it, it's, it was vintage now also. So, uh, yeah, and I mean, we've, there's two little children here as well. So I, I need, it, it's quite a, it's quite a, a tricky thing, balancing all of it. So yeah. I am a bit behind on the, but the contact details and everything is there. And the yeah. online shop is, um, I mean, that's, we I ship, uh, shipping is free and mm. um, it's shipped all across the country. So that's the easiest way. Um, and then it's exported to a few uh, countries. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, but uh, most of that information is on the website, but there's a contact form and email address. So if anyone there, looks, yeah. uh, is looking for something that's not there, they can just pop an email and yeah. I'll be happy to answer. Oh, that's amazing. But now, um, Cecilia, tell me, okay, so you have, you've done all this now and, um, and you still, you still have your label, but do you still work as a winemaker for a wine farm as well? Uh, well, no, winemaker, I'm only winemaker for Cecilia, for Cecilia. and Windband. Okay. Um, yeah, but I do help with the marketing of Picaneus Club Wines. So okay. that, that, that helps, that helps yeah. uh, the, you know, fund um, Cecilia. Yeah. Um, it, it's going to take a while before, you know, before it's, um, it, it's funding itself. That's going to take yeah. a while. So, mm. uh, yeah, so I, I help with the marketing of Picaneus Club um and uh, and it, it's it, i really enjoy that part of the business because for many years um i i i i was i i wanted to have more contact with the market and for just reason yeah it was just i mean the the, the few years in the willy fund server because your your bottle product there is a, is a small percentage of the total output of the winery uh you don't have that much interaction with um, consumers so yeah um when we moved here it was a it was great to um uh you know to to be involved with all of that and i i really enjoy it and it also I, I i make a lot of of blends for customers and i and i really like to try and un that process of understanding what your customer wants uh, and and then trying to fulfill that and to you know to keep fulfilling that because it's one thing um getting it right once but it's it's, oh, yeah. it's something you know it's something different doing it continuously it, it doesn't always it doesn't always just depend on the the taste of the wine unfortunately there's so many other factors um that plays a role there so it, it's a yeah it, it's a very very interesting yeah i i'm still i'm involved with the marketing of picking club but wine making um well your, i mean yeah. the, the blending part of of the customers for Picanese Club there yeah. I, I still use my winemaking um my winemaking background as well um but harvesting is for is for Cecilia and Wingburn oh okay but now yeah. um tell me um what is your wish for the future oh the wish for the future well that that all of these things um oh there are many how much time do you have <laughs> <laughs> 
on the winemaking, I mean, on the winemaking front, yeah. I um, I would really like to uh, see uh, the wines um, get a wider footprint and be considered, uh, you know, as a as a um, uh, yeah, a good choice in the South African uh, context. I mean, there are a lot of good wines. Uh, I, I think the South African industry has never been as exciting as it is now. There are so many independent winemakers making great wines. So um, it would be it would be really nice to for the wines to be able to stand on their own and uh, you know have their own um, uh, right of existence. Mm. Um, and then uh, on, on the on the project side, um, I mean, I, I would I would really like to um, see our community just enjoying music. Uh, you know, whether it's with singing or whether it's playing instruments. Um, and as I said to you earlier, you know, to have a concert one year where we can at least in the you know in the first program have some of these yeah. youngsters play as well and i would like to conduct that also that i would like mm. to do as well wow. um yeah. so so and and then of course on the on the music therapy if um if we can get to a point where where we can uh put some solid um research i, I not not necessarily research in terms of quantitative research but if we can produce qualitative research that um that establishes a, a, a link between alcohol disorders and, and music, that to me would be one way of the whole thing coming full circle. And then on the other hand, um, I would really like to um, I would really like to have a bit more time to practice and to to play more with these children. I would love to do that and, and to teach one of the instruments. Um, I tried, I learned the violin way back when, and uh, as I told you, the, the cello, but it's all, you know, I begin and then all the other things, you know, just become yeah. too much and there is time to, but to be, to somehow be um, physically involved with their music education, not just as the organizer of, oh, yeah. uh, of, of a lot of this, um, and then one day I would like to try my hand at the MW again, but that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna need. Um, I have a few ideas of how to you know, how to do it, but that's gonna take a lot of time. But to um, yeah, that that I want to do one day as well. Well, you your dreams seem to your wishes seem to come true. So I'm sure all long. of this that you <laughs> that you naming now will come true. But that's amazing. I mean, it's it's wonderful work that you're doing, and um, uh, yeah, and it's it's great projects that you have that you know that you that you put together uh, for for children. I think this is something that we've also realized during the pandemic how important music and art is, you know, and art education is. Mm -hmm. So it's great that it's available and that it's not just available for affluent families but it's also on the farms where you know where they don't have the means yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i when i think back now at my at my childhood i mean there were many there were many days that i didn't want to practice piano and if it wasn't for my mother who said you have to practice and for her um, doing extra work in order to be able to pay for the lessons I wouldn't yeah. have had I, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to later in my life come around and realize what this um, you know how, how much value there is in that mm -hmm. and um, and they don't have to become um, full-time musicians as long yeah. as they can you know sing with their children or exactly. uh, yeah and just experience the yeah, yeah, just experience the music. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. So, um, um, yeah. yeah. So I'm very grateful for that. And and that's what I, that's the, because of that, uh, we're trying to do, to do what we do. Yeah. But that's great. But now, Serena, I just have one more question for you. What I do is I ask people to do a shout out for restaurants or coffee shops in their area to, to give some exposure as well to businesses. So do you ah, have a, okay. a do, you, 
Do you have a coffee shop or a restaurant in your area that you can do a shout out for? Oh, can I? Can I? I've got three that I can think yes, of straight yes, away. Yes, the, yes. One, <laughs> the one is um, it, it was a coffee shop. It, it was yeah. it used to be Salome's Grapevine. And with the pandemic, she, she, she was in town, she closed down, and recently she's opened again. So you drive right through town towards uh, Sirius on the not far out of town. And there is a lovely uh, deck and uh, a guest house or guest farm where she now has her coffee shop again. So that would be the coffee shop stop. Yeah. And then restaurant-wise uh, is Hebron. It's, um, the chef there is, is called Steve Eldroyd. Uh, he he spent quite a few years in the UK, and he makes the most interesting um, uh, dishes. It's always it's always lovely to have uh, dinner at uh, at Hebron. So that would be the restaurant. And then if you're passing through, you're on the N7, and you're on the way either to Namibia or towards Cape Town uh, past us. Um, Picanista's tasting room with the, the tall deli is right on the on the pass. So oh, wow. there you can buy, you know, you can taste, um, and, and Cecilia's wines is also there. So you can taste Picanierstuff and Cecilia and Windman wines at the, at the tour. And you can buy a lovely uh, roasted cook or a flatbread. Oh, wow. Or, you, know, you, can, you can sit on the lawns. That's, uh, that's where, I, where I think we'll have the next concert. There's these lovely lawns with a view of the valley. So if, you know, you can spend a lot of time there or you can just have a quick break and, and get something for the road and just, um, you know, yeah. have a nice view. For, um, oh, that sounds amazing. So those would be the three stops if I have to think quickly. That makes me miss home now very much. <laughs> Serena, it was now so lovely to talk to you. And well, same I wish here. you Thank all you the best, all the best with your projects and, and may all your wishes come true. Oh, thank you very much. Maybe in 10 years' time, we can have a, a, another interview. A recap, if, yeah. <laughs> if, if there were some developments. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Oh, oh, thanks very much. It was, I enjoyed, uh, it was really lovely. Thanks. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs>